Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. How rich is Elton John? I don't think it matters. I think you should be asking how much money does he spend. Class is in. Well, this is the Rock School Radio Show on the Rock School Radio Network. And Tammy, I'm just going to say it right up front. What? Don't leave us. Please don't leave us. When you hear the topic today, I'm guessing many of you are going to go, oh, no, thank you. Don't leave us. Stay with us. This is a wonderful topic, and it's fun to listen to. Okay. Oh, am I going to walk out? Maybe. Oh, no, no you won't, because I, I okay. think you like it. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. Bruce Springsteen is on his way to Broadway, and no, I don't think Bruce Springsteen is going to make people walk out. This is just the introduction to the show. He's going to make his time at the Walter Kerr Theater for an eight-week run in the fall, and he's going to play... If it's Bruce, he's going to play like a four or Six four hours. and a half. Yeah, he's going to be up there for a while. Bring your sleeping bag but and it's, a snack. That's right. But it's a it's a pared down thing. It's not going to be the whole E Street Band. It's going to be him, maybe a couple of backup musicians. But for the most part, it's going to be him, a guitar, a keyboard, and that's oh, going to be the that show. Would, you know, if you're a fan... Oh, that sure. would be that would be when you go see him. That's true. Uh, he wants to be in a smaller house. It says here, according to a theater source, it says he'll likely open in November. He'll perform five nights a week, and what they're doing is giving him a sweetheart deal to get him there. No rent. For the eight weeks, it is a back and forth, i.e. we'll take a percentage of the number of people that come in, and also they will present uh, an amount of money for concessions and things like that. So it's going to be sort of a symbiotic relationship. That's exhausting. It, it is exhausting, but I'll I make you a bet. I don't know how he's going to do it. I think he's a pro. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. He's a pro. This is what he does. I mean, he... He performs for all those hours. I think he'll do just fine. I, I don't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a voice coach, things like that. But he's a pro. He's gonna. He's gonna pull it off. For but eight here's the thing. weeks. Yeah, I think eight so. Eight weeks of yeah. his life. Five times yeah, eight. That's be... forty shows. Oh. Forty shows. I'll bet he pulls it off. So here's the thing. Okay. I decided to see since Bruce Springsteen's going to Broadway, how many other rock stars have gone to Broadway. The thing is, Bruce is not producing or has not written a Broadway play. He's doing a concert on Broadway. Well, The Great White Way is known for plays, and as I was looking for this, I ran into so many rock stars who had either written the music for a Broadway musical or had simply just had a Broadway musical created off of their music. Now, here's the thing. It would be real easy for me to say that Trey Anastasio from Fish co-wrote the music for the Broadway musical Hands on a Hard Body in 2013 and then play a Fish song. Song. But that's not the point. Okay, what is the point? These people are on Broadway. So what we have to listen to when we do this is the Broadway cast 
performing the music. And Broadway, you and I have had how many how many musicals have we seen on Broadway? Oh, a lot. In New York City, yes. I'll I'll bet it's 20 or 25. Hang on a second. There's wait. wait go ahead. Stop. Yes. Okay, yeah. Come back in. Uh, yeah, yeah you think people in. are leaving? They're leaving They're right leaving? now. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You're not going to hear a song by the band that wrote it or the person that wrote it. I needed to play the original Broadway cast recordings. And what's funny is I had no trouble finding them. Okay? So let's start with this. We're going to... We're going to work you into it. Slowly. Okay, we're going to work you into it slowly. Bono and the Edge from U2 in 2011 teamed up to create the musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Okay? And uh-huh. somebody died. It was such a wild presentation. Yep. Somebody died. I remember that. The it guy is, was like flying out of the ceiling. Right, yep. right. It is still the most expensive musical ever to be on Broadway, really? and it was a major flop. It closed in 2014. Really? So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with this one. Technically, it's not The Edge and Bono, but they are featured on this song from Turn Off the Dark. So we'll start with this to get you into it. Yeah, it's Broadway music <laughs> today on Rock School. So here you go, here you go from uh, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark on Rock School. There you go. There's Patrick Page, also with Bono and The Edge. The uh, The name of the song is A Freak Like Me Needs Company, and that's from Turn Off the Dark, Spider-Man. Hopefully we won't kill anybody else. Well, they won't because it's they've gone, been... It's Yeah, it's off of Broadway now. Here's a few it's more. It's off-off. Elton John co-wrote a whole bunch of songs yeah. for a Broadway musical, was nominated for two Tony Awards. Do you know the musical? Uh, the Lion King. Yes, ma'am, it was. Benny Anderson and Bjorn something from ABBA. There's yep. like an umlaut well, you in you got to know what this know. one is. Oh, yeah, it's Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia. Yeah, it's a jukebox musical, they call it. It's just sort of the hits of the day. We went to see one not too long ago at a, a very very nice theater here in New Orleans called the Sanger mm-hmm. and it was uh, Motown I think it was oh it was awesome it was delicious just seeing right it, it made it to Broadway in 2001 and then became a feature film starring Pierce Brosnan who can't yeah. sing and Meryl Streep 2008 she can sing Pierce Brosnan should have never been allowed to sing. And I don't yeah. mean that to be a jerk. Stop. Just simply have a professional singer do it, and he'll voice track it. You know it. what? What? He's so cute. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He can't sing well, worth it, a dime. It didn't matter at all to me. Yuck. You probably know the Who's Tommy yeah. has made it there. However, Townsend has gone another time. The Iron Man, the musical, it was staged at London's uh, Young Vic Theatre. And it was from the uh, the book by Ted Huge, which, by the way, was turned into the animated film The Iron Giant later on. But Pete Townsend yeah. wrote all the music. Nice. Uh, there you go. That's got to be a lot of fun. I'm sure it is because I've never done this. But if, if, if somebody said to a, a composer, 
here's your line, here's your string, mm-hmm. Here you must follow this thing. I'm sure a professional could knock it out, and I don't mean like tomorrow, right. but you know, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, and I'm sure he or she would be able to put out some very nice music. Here's the one we gotta play, Boy George, remember Boy George? The uh, Culture Club frontman wrote the Broadway musical Taboo in 2003, nominated for a Tony Award for really? Best Original Score. Would you really? like to hear one of the songs? I'll bet you would. Here you go. It's the one written by Boy George on Rock School. I'm turning my back on this life for as long as I can. Someone make me a star Cause I sure as hell can't be a man I'm too fragile and clever, you know And this universe just leaves me cold I'm just hanging around here I'm longing for someone to hold You always knew, didn't you, mother? You always knew as mothers always do You always knew, didn't you, mother? I was a stranger in this world This dumb education was never quite passed Oh, mother Okay, do you like how we're sort of moving people into it? The first one, of course, from being had Bono yeah, and Yeah, I think and you were Edge. holding their hands. That's right. Absolutely. Now, the second one actually was by Boy George. It was called Stranger in This World. Yeah. And now we're, we're just going to do it. It's Look, time, just to, do me, do time me, to pull the Band-Aid off. Do Here we me go. one favor. What's that? Nothing. What? Absolutely nothing, nothing. from Hamilton. No, no, no. Hamilton wasn't done by a rock star. Okay. Now, some people may think he's a Broadway rock star, but not a rock star in the traditional sense. And by the way, I downloaded the Hamilton soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Now, not every song is, you know, a knock out of the park, but man, it has its moments. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. You, you also need to let everybody know that, uh, yeah. what, what did you star in in school? Was it Oklahoma? Was yes, it? I yeah. did. Yes. And what else? Where the wind, no, that's the only one I did. Where the oh, wind comes it? sweeping down. With the shiny little Surrey with the fringe on top. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, you, you had the cowboy hat on. I you? certainly did. Uh-huh. I was handsome and beautiful in a pair of jeans. All right, Elton John, Aida, based on the opera. It's a tale of an Ethiopian princess uh, with Elton John and Tim Rice. And they successfully wrote all of these songs. It closed in September of 2004 after 1,852 performances. How rich is Elton John? Yeehaw! Are you kidding me? Okay, time yep. to rip the Band-Aid off. Here All right, we go. Pull it. Billy Joel's moving out. Uh oh. It includes about 30 of Billy's songs. However, that's really not the concept. Choreographer Twyla Tharp decided to use Billy Joel's music only as a backdrop 
of her time growing up on Long Island during the Vietnam era war. Now, here's the thing. It's, I get it. It's Billy Joel's music, but the story is not sort of the life of Billy or anything. It is, it is her using his music as a backdrop and it closed after 1,303 performances. People must have liked it. So here's a Billy Joel hit moving out. Obviously Michael Cavanaugh sings it. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Cavanaugh, Michael Cavanaugh, ladies and gentlemen, it's moving out on rock school. Okay, coming into the first break, there you go. You heard a song performed by the Broadway voice, and it wasn't Billy Joel, and it wasn't as bad as you thought, was I'm it? still here. Right. There's a specific feel to Broadway performance, and it's because it's live. It's yeah. be, and I know what people are going to say, well, concert is live, too. Yeah, but it's a live acting type of thing. It's a different kind of performance. It requires a, a schooling to get it done. But... All of a sudden, Broadway started sounding during the 80s. It yeah. all started to sound exactly the same, the performance. Uh, I, you know what? I think I agree with you there. We were going during the 80s and 90s, you and I. And even the, it, it, I guess it was the technology. They were able to, you know, mic right to the mouth. We saw Sebastian Bach, Skid Row's Sebastian Bach, uh, perform the lead in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. And there's a, a song in that Broadway play where he turns to his left and he's Dr. Jekyll. Mm -hmm. And then he turns to his right and he's Mr. Hyde. So he has to sing a certain specific way when he's to the left, right. and when he turns to the right, he has to sing as, as yeah. Hyde. Right. And I gotta tell you, you know, Sebastian Bach, I get it. You know, you know, 18 on life, you got it. Oh, he was beautiful. He was brilliant. Yeah. Not a little brilliant, well, he was great. You know why he was so good in that role? Why is that? It's because he didn't sound like everybody else on Broadway. Right, you know what? That's a heck of a good way to think of it. Right, he was a rock star. He wasn't doing Broadway singing. He was doing rock star singing. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, can that man sweat? Woo! Woo, kids. All right, who else? Elton John? Are Again? you serious? Again, how rich Does is Elton John? Does he ever leave the piano? Lestat. Uh, in 2006, it ran for 39 shows uh, between March 25th and May 28th, 2006, and, uh, did not do as well as the other one, but the fact still remains, I'm sure they paid him a healthy chunk of money to get him to come in there and do it. Right. Uh, Bob Dylan, the times they are changing, Bob Dylan's Cadillac, uh, Cadillac, <laughs> Bob Dylan's catalog. You stay with us, man. Thank you very much. Was turned into a jukebox musical. It was absolutely drubbed. People did not care for it all. Really? Yeah. It's it, his music did not convert very well, uh. which is which is really too bad. Here's the one I want to tell you about. Bon Jovi has a keyboardist named David Bryan. Mm -hmm. He's 
He's kind of the guy that's there. I mean, you know the guitarist, you know Bon Jovi and such. Uh, his name is David Bryan. I think I said that before. Uh, he wrote some serious hits with Bon Jovi. He also wrote the music for the Broadway play Memphis, and he has in his back pocket four Tony Awards from it. Oh, my goodness. ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, I get it. He's he's playing Bon Jovi, and it's probably not very hard, but this is a real musician. So, uh, who's listening to us, dear? Oh, my goodness. Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Superb. Back in a minute here on Rock School. out of the break, you know, every time I do one of these shows, I have it in my head that there's that one thing, that one topic underneath the uh, the major topic yeah. that everyone's kind of screaming at the, at okay. the radio. Okay, what is it? I think it's going to be Green Day's American Idiot. Because what happened was uh, Billy Joe Armstrong decided, you know, because he saw The Who, he saw what they did with Tommy, he decided to record American Idiot in 2004 about this concept of the uh, confines of suburbia and and things like that. And, you know, you are being, um, how do you say it, uh, integrated into society by the media and things like that. And, you know, these overriding ideas. Yeah. Well, it turned into... A play which opened in 2010 and the thing about it was it did very well it only ran for 421 performances because ticket sales kind of died off but it made back all it of was its on money Broadway though right yeah made wow. back all of its money and uh, Billy Joe Armstrong actually starred in the show. Well, I would. Right, for 50. I would, too, if I well, wrote it. Well, I know it. you would. Yeah, I'd understudy. You Camera sick? hog. You sick? You sick? I'll go. I'll go. I would, too. Uh, it did very well. The album won a Grammy, and the musical won a Tony. Billy Joe Armstrong. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, good for him. All right, let's do this one. It's called The Boulevard of Broken Dreams, and those of you who are Green Day fans know that is from the American Idiot album. However, it's not Billy Joe singing it. It's John Gallagher Jr. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear this. From the original Broadway soundtrack. Sounds like this on Rock School. I walk a lonely road. It's the only one that I have ever known. I don't know where it goes, but it's home to me. I walk alone I walk this empty street Bottom of the 
hour here on Rock School, coming out of the Green Day run. Again, it's a different kind of singing. It's not Billy Joe Armstrong, but it's a different kind of singing because it's part bad, of acting. It wasn't bad, Right, right, right. Let me give you another one. Jim Steinman, name ring a bell? Yes, yes, no, 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 yes, no, yes, no, no, no. Worked with Meatloaf. He was the author of almost the entire, as far as I know, the entire uh, Bad Out of Hell LP okay. and then future songs. That should that have Meatloaf been a play did. itself. As a matter of fact, you brilliant human being, it ding, was. Ding, 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 That's ding. We right. have a winner. That's right. It was turned into a play, and it says here that Jim Steinman and Meatloaf created Bad Out of Hell, the musical 2017. It's a return to, quote, write the book of the 1970s studio collaboration. Uh, it says there's going to be two new songs, What Part of My Body Hurts the Most, and Not Allowed <laughs> to Love. <laughs> now, we're going to do seven days and 70 seconds here in just one minute. However, out of the break, we're going to play a song from a Broadway play that they turned it into a movie with Tom Cruise. I don't know that it worked, but... They did. So let's do seven My days. My head is racing. You right don't know now. what it is? Wait, I, I, I can't think. Don't Tom Cruise starred in it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, let's do this. Here are the rock and roll dates October 2nd, uh, all the way through October 8th. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. And you have Monday. Go. Okay, October 2nd, 2004. 55 year old Billy Joel marries Katie Lee, his third wife. Way to go. I'm only 53. I got two more years to There's find that third wife. Uh, I'd have to move through number two. October 3rd, 1992, Sinead O'Connor performs on Saturday Night Live and says, fight the real enemy as she tears a picture of the Pope. Uh, I saw it. October 4th, 1970, Janis Joplin is found dead at the Landmark Hotel in Los Angeles after a heroin overdose. She was only 27. Member of the 27 Club. Yes. October 5, 1978, Dolly Parton is on the cover of Playboy. However, she was not nude on the inside. Not, no, that's not fair. You know what? I'll bet a lot of women would like to see that. I would that. like to see that. Yeah. October 6, 1996. Country singers Faith Hill and Tim McGraw are married. You know what? They really? Mu- they should that's produce. That's what you put. They should produce easily the most gorgeous children ever. We should not care. That should be Adam and Eve if they have a boy and a girl. Uh, October 7, 1999. Garth Brooks releases an album as Chris Gaines. And October 8th, 1957, Jerry Lee Lewis records Great Balls of Fire. So from the lowest to the highest. Here we go. goodness. Sticks, Journey, Bon Jovi, Pat Benatar, and a whole bunch of other rock stars have their music co-opted, and it turns into a Broadway play called Rock of Ages. Remember there was a movie made of it? Yes. yes. Oh my God, it was awful. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was Tom yeah. Cruise, wasn't it? Yeah, Chris <gasps> D'Arzo, uh decided to put this whole thing together using only 80s classic rock songs. And what he did is he picked songs that if you played them in order, they told a story. Yeah, if you played them backward, it told you the devil was coming <laughs> after you. That's right. And you know what will kill you even further? No. It ran for 2,328 performances. For real? How much money did Sticks and Pat Bonatar and all that makeup. And then they made a movie out of it and it sucked. Wow, but the money. Okay, hold on. Where's my where's my sheet of paper? Hold on. What do I have from this? You think I would have done this 
I would have done this a little bit earlier. Uh, don't Stop Believin', and I don't have who's singing it, but it is from the original, gonna, really, original Broadway cast. Really? You're going to screw up yes. a Journey song? Yes. Forever? I'm not going to screw it up. They're going to screw it up. There you go on Rock School. So that's how our story wraps up. As for Drew and Sherry, it looks like they found love in place of fame. Living in Glendale now, I believe. They are the perfect illustration that on the strip, sometimes the dreams you come in with may not be the dreams you leave with. But hey, they still rock. Into the second break, uh, you remember earlier in the show we talked about Jim Steinman yep, and the, the meatloaf dude. Bat out of hell. Well, he also had one in 2002 called Dance of the Vampires, ladies and gentlemen. No. Dance of the Vampires, ladies and gentlemen. That, that sounds bad. Yeah, it's based on the Roman Polanski film The Fearless Vampire Killers, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Opened up in uh, December of 2002. 56 performances later, dropped down the curtain. Oh my gosh. It yeah. Closed in 56 performances. It was his second attempt to make a musical, and he also, I bet the reason he got it was because it was, uh, in part, a collaboration with Andrew Lloyd Webber. In fact, Whistle Down the Wind uh, was one of the songs. It premiered in Washington, D.C. before it made its way over. How about this one? Sting, ladies and gentlemen, in 2014, had a Broadway play called The Last Ship. If you remember the song All This Time, which was uh, from the Soul Cages. Oh, yeah. It was about the death of his father. Yeah, him standing out in the ocean. Exactly, right. Yeah, the The, ocean, getting all angry and everything. Right, the Catholic priest came fussing and flapping in priestly black like a murder of crows. I mean, beautiful lyrics. He really does write good lyrics. The problem is, of all of his albums, you chose the Soul Cages, I mean, this is a step away from, you know, stick a knife in my throat. It's, it really is down. Okay, it was, so how fast was did written it about the, It was written about the death of his father. Yeah. Here's the thing. It uh, ran from October 2014 to January 2015. Did not do well, which is, which is really too bad. The songs on, on the album, on uh, Soul Cages, it's my favorite Sting album. The thing is, it is about the death of his father. The whole way through it, it's really a downer, and I don't think people want to go to the no, movies. No, I don't. I don't even the listen to it because I don't down. want to feel that down. He Why actually, would I want to go and sit there and let I them do that? I don't know. Uh, also, Sting was on Broadway as Mech Heath in the 1989 revival of the Berthold Brecht yep. musical Three Penny Opera, which closed after 65 performances. So yep. he's taken a swing at it twice. So, who else is listening to us? There, swing Tammy? and a miss. Swing and a miss. KCMGA in Colorado Springs. I'm sorry, you wait, had wait, five wait. letters there. KCMJ, Colorado K- Springs. KCMJ, I think is what you said. Oh, shut up. Back in a minute on Rock School. <laughs> the break ready for this yeah okay elton john again yeah 
Uh, Billy Elliot, the musical, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this was his recovery from the Lestat disaster. Okay. It won 10 Tony Awards. Nice Ten, recovery, huh? Including Best Musical. The show closed after 1,312 performances. I'm going to just ask again. How rich is Elton John? I don't think it matters. I think you should be asking how much money does he spend? I, I don't think he can. Oh, he, I, at one time he had spent so much money he was at, like in trouble. At one time, but now, he honest to just goodness, flying in. I right? think a dump truck pulls up to his house and empties coins right on his front yard, and he has people to come out and take care of that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's play another one here. In 2002, a showcase of Queens. This hurts my soul a little bit. Yeah, all right. A showcase of Queen's hits set 300 years in the future, a time where rock music does not exist, uh, was created. It's okay. called it's We Will too Rock weird. You. Yeah, it is uh, weird. Here's the thing, though. It, it started on the West End, and I know that's not Broadway, but it started on the West End in the UK, did very, very well. It also then went to Las Vegas and went through a US tour no it never made it to broadway so maybe it doesn't fit in this category but the fact still remains it had a 14 month run nice. in las vegas oh, it oops. ran for a year on the west end wow. so the fact that it didn't make it to broadway still a play packed houses on five continents nice ladies and gentlemen so here you go one from the again i don't have the name of the singer but one from the original cast not broadway cast but the original theater cast we will rock you here on rock school sort of starting it off by stating that Trey Anastasio from Fish created the music for a Broadway play. I do. do. you remember that? Well, I think it's only fair that I play it. Here's the thing. There was a documentary film called Hands on a Hard Body. And I know what you're thinking, hard body. That's got to be a woman who works out. No, it's car. Hard body oh, car. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, no. That is also based on a book by Doug Wright. Well, here's the thing it went to Broadway because the La Jolla Playhouse, La Jolla, California, commissioned it. They said, we want this. And then it left from there and went on. Okay. Uh, it was up for a Tony Award. It didn't win, but it was up for a Tony Award. And Trey Anastasio from Fish wrote the music. A woman named Amanda Green wrote the lyrics. And there you have it. It, uh, it took off that way. And it was because it was commissioned by a smaller playhouse in California and went on. This is not uh, Amanda. This is not Trey Anastasio. This is Scott Wakefield from the original Broadway cast, Hands on a Hard Body. 
it, I think it's one of the few that we're playing today that aren't sort of original hits that somebody else plays, but this is what it sounded like uh, here on Rock School. Well, she's a here on Rock School. By the way, uh, normally to end the show in terms of time, I play two songs at the end. Yeah. The song we're going to play next is by Paul Simon, but the song after it, and I normally never do this because everybody knows what the song is. I normally pick a song that people really know afterwards, so it's obvious. Uh, If you don't know it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one from uh, Elton John's play, Billy Elliot, called Born to Boogie. That'll be the following song. But what song are we going to play now to wrap up the show? Paul Simon in 1998 put together a play, or soundtrack at least, called The Cape Man, C-A-P-E-M-A-N. And you think, Cape Man, it's got to be somebody who works on ships. It's got to be somebody. Somebody from the East Coast, right? Exactly, that kind of thing. Uh, No, it's uh, the story of a guy named Salvador Argon, a Puerto Rican teenager in New York City who murdered two people while wearing a black cape. Oh, my goodness. In 1959, uh, Simon composed a whole lot of doo-wop Latin gospel for it. Critics were absolutely brutal at the show's debut in 1998. <laughs> Closed after 68 performances it oh. lost $11 million. Oh! Too bad. So we'll finish with one of those and again, most everything you heard today was from the original Broadway soundtrack. Okay. Which, and the thing is you you know when I go after music uh-huh. like last week I needed to find all these weird pieces of music from back in the 40s. Yeah. I have a hard time finding them. No problem with this. It's it's all over iTunes. It's all out there, man. Every one of them are just a simple... Sing your heart out. Put out the, the name of the play, and boom, there it is, the original Broadway soundtrack. And you just pick a song and download it. So we're going to play one from that. It's called Born in Puerto Rico. It's by a guy named Ruben Blades. If you're like me, you immediately go, Ruben Blades? The guy from uh, American Idol? No, that's Ruben Stutters. This is by a Broadway performer named Ruben Blade. So that's going to wrap it up, and uh, hopefully you're still with me after having to listen to Broadway music, but... I thought it was a, a neat... I can see you're doing jazz hands. I get it. I, I'm oh, yes. I've got you. the dance on, man. I can see Everybody, it. jazz hands. Uh, five, uh, five performances a week, two on Saturday, with a, with a, uh, with a matinee. So that's going to wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Tammy Burns. Broadway! Done. Okay, class is dismissed. I was born in Puerto Rico. Came here when I was a child Before I reached the age of 16 I was running with a gang and we were wild I see myself those summer evenings Hanging out with boys from Lexington and Park Red beans and rice from kitchen windows It's supper time and the barrio is dark No one knows you like I do 
Nobody can know your heart the way I do. No one can testify to all that you've been through, but I will. I was born in Puerto Rico and my blood is Taino. Spanish Carol.